Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. I want to make a quick announcement before we start today. I'm wrapping up my spring registration for uh, a registration for a spring program that I'm running in May and June. It's offered for nine languages, so English, French, Spanish, Mandarin, Gujarati, Japanese, Russian, German, and Italian. Those are the nine languages. And basically what it entails is you'd have a you'd have a private or semi-private class every two weeks. And between the lessons, you're going to have some fun act spring-themed activities to do in order to practice the language that you're trying to learn. The activities are designed to make you live the language and not just study the language. It's not a study-only kind of program. It's one to actually make you live the language too. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun for, for many of you. If you want some more details on it, um, send me a message. As I said, I'm wrapping up my registration for the spring semester. I've gotten enough people enrolled in the program now, and I want to actually make a program that's tailored to the people who have actually signed up. So please let me know in the next few days or so if you would like to also get some more information. Send me a message on Instagram. My username is at polyglotazarin. You can also do so on Facebook if you prefer, if you're not an Instagram user. Um, or just email me by going to my website, azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash contact. And then we can go from there. Now, the announcement that I just made fits really well with the theme of today's podcast episode, which is living the language. Language learning is not all about studying. And this has been something we've, I've been talking about over the past few days on the podcast. Because it's so important. I've been thinking about it more and more and more and more. Because so many language learners I meet, all they do is they study. Or most of their activity is oriented around studying the language. I just spoke with someone yesterday who signed up for a free language learning starter kit that I offer. By the way, I highly recommend you guys check that out. AzrinTheLanguageNerd.com slash starter kit. You'll love it. It's a really, really cool program I've launched and it's free. So someone who signed up for this, I was talking to her yesterday and she has like a pretty, like an intermediate level, I suppose, in Mandarin. And she's like, what can I do? Like, what should I do to, to improve? She told me she's wrapping up a course in Mandarin right now. She's been taking a course and it's almost done. And she's like, I'm kind of trying to figure out what I should do next. And I asked her, what are you trying to improve in Mandarin? Like, where, what are you trying to work towards? She said, well, right now I'm trying to work on my reading and I'm really trying to work on my speaking. She said, speaking first, reading second. And I was like, well, listen, reading, there's some resources I can give you. Reading is something you can definitely improve at home um, in a study-oriented fashion, per se. You don't necessarily have to do it in a live-the-language kind of way, not necessarily. But when it comes to speaking, I was like, listen, I mean, you've got to get speaking to different people. That's the, that's the answer here. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And it was funny because she was looking for like a course or something. And I said, listen, you've got to speak the language. Now, there's two different things you can do when it comes to speaking. One of them is way more effective than the other, but both are still very good. Option one is to, is to find some either language exchange partners or even just a tutor that you hire for conversation practice and converse with them on a weekly basis or multiple times a week if you can, if you can find the time. You will progress gradually. Probably every three to six months, you'll feel some incremental improvements. The more effective way, but the much more difficult way, is where you actually put yourself in positions where you have to use the language in a practical context. Not just in a conversation practice class that you've hired a tutor for or found a language exchange partner for. 
but something where you actually use the language to accomplish some kind of goal. So let me give you a few examples. Just yesterday, I did this whole Mandarin immersion for four hours. I watched a, a video in, I did a yoga video in Mandarin. I followed along, I watched it twice and wrote down some of the new words that I learned. I listened to a podcast between a dad and his five-year-old son where they talk about different stuff in Mandarin and it's really, really lighthearted and fun. I did a whole bunch of different things, but the most notable thing I did was I decided I was going to get this Chinese burrito. There's a Chinese burrito called Guozi. That's the name of it. Guozi. Really, really yummy Chinese burrito. And I found a place online. I called the place. The owner didn't speak any English. So I spoke to her in Mandarin. I was like, hey, are you guys open because of COVID? Are you selling your Guozi right now? She's like, yeah, we are. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to come down. I drove to the restaurant. The door was locked, but there's this messy, well, not really that messy. There's a handwritten sign on the door that's basically like, hey, you know, uh, please call this phone number when you arrive. I'm inside. So that was like making me use the language in a very practical context because like I had to read the sign. I called her. She comes to the door. I order. She's like, whoa, you're not Chinese. How do you speak Chinese? We then spoke in Mandarin, blah, blah, blah. And we had a great conversation. I got my bur my burger, my, my um, burrito. That's a very real, real life way to use Mandarin. That is not a classroom situation i left my house i talked to a real person it was not a not it was a non-academic context i talked to her on the phone i talked to her in person that's a real that's a way to live the language does that make sense so maybe you got to find a place you can volunteer where you can use the target language maybe you've got to do something like me where i decided that i was going to offer free classes for people to make me use the language in a practical context maybe it means you're going to travel abroad difficult with COVID, but you know, maybe in six months to a year, that's going to be more practical. You can travel abroad, save up some money for six months. You actually have the money to do so. Travel to the country that speaks the language. Maybe you got to find some French, some friendship groups in your city or town or wherever you live with people that speak that target language. And then you're just going to hang out with them from time to time and have some friends that speak the language. Maybe it's whatever it is. And you've got to find a way to live the language. It's not just about the studying. And one thing I'll, I'll highly recommend to you is I, I see a lot of people who, who I see people who know other people in their life who speak the language they're trying to learn. So for example, maybe you're married to a Russian guy and the Russian guy speaks Russian, but you guys speak in English together. And you think to yourself, oh, you know what? I've got people around me that I can speak Russian with or whatever language with. That's a great way for me to live the language. And let me tell you, I've never seen that work. I've never seen it work where you take an existing friendship or romantic relationship or family member or family ship. Is that a word? Family member. And you suddenly start speaking with them in a different language. I've never seen it work. I'm not saying don't try because maybe it will work for you. And maybe that's an easy thing for you to try and see what happens. But I've never seen it work, nor have I ever heard of it working. I've never even heard of someone where it's worked before. Because you have this pre-established relationship in English or some other language, and it's so difficult to make that switch. I mean, I remember this one friend I had, who I haven't talked to her in years, but we used to speak only in Spanish. She was someone I met her, We our relationship was founded upon Spanish. And I remember this one time, she spoke English, like, just fine. In fact, she taught English, which is the funny part. She's a native Spanish speaker, but she taught English. I remember this one time, we were, we were at this other party with other people that were not Spanish speaking, and all of a sudden, like we're all speaking in English and it was so awkward for me and my friend to speak in English with each other. We actually couldn't do it. We didn't talk to each other in that friend, in that group. And then, or if we did, we'd kind of like, 
make it really quick and it was super awkward because we only could speak in Spanish. Isn't that weird? So that's just a human phenomena that you have to be aware of. Um, <clears throat> and so you're probably going to have to go find someone new that you don't know that you establish a new relationship with, a new friendship with, a new connection with, most likely. Um, it's really difficult. And that's really the thing that's going to help you the most. That's ultimately the thing that's really going to help you. In fact, for me, I just realized this now as I'm talking, as I'm talking this out on the podcast. The reason why I take intensive lessons, because you guys know I take intensive lessons. I talk about this a lot. I've done it at least 10 times minimally um, in my life. Where I do like an hour or two hours of class a day for like a month or something. I realize now that one of the reasons I do it is because it, it can be difficult to, it can be really difficult to live the language. It can be difficult to arrange that for yourself. And so the one way I can guarantee to, I can guarantee an environment where I'm really using the language and living the language is to pay someone to show up every day and for us to have class together and to make it a super casual class, right? That's the only way to do it. Because then you can talk about stuff, you can share stories, you can maybe build a friendship, you can, you can watch some videos online during class, you can discuss it, you can watch some movies, you, can, you don't have to make it a formal class and that's typically, I don't, right? I mean, sometimes there's a little bit of formality in the class because of how the teacher likes to teach or something like that. But I try to make it as casual as possible. And that's why I do it because it makes me live. It makes it super. What's the word I'm looking for? It makes it easy to live the language. And I'll wrap it up by saying this. If you're willing to spend money to learn a language, all it does is it saves you a lot of time. That's why I spend money to learn languages because it saves you a lot of time. You know all the challenges that people have like oh how do i do this how do i do that a lot of it's saved a lot of it's solved by money <laughs> by spending money will solve a lot of those problems <coughs> and some people i respect like i respect if it's um there are some people out there where you truly are in a financial situation where it's it's actually difficult to spend a hundred dollars a month on your language learning or two hundred dollars a month on your language learning but there's a vast majority of you a, a big percentage of people that um it's not that they don't have the money, it's that language learning is a low, reasonably low priority and they'd rather spend money on something else. They'd rather spend $150 a month on eating out and drinking, right, with friends and stuff, than they would take the same $150 a month and put it towards language learning. I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, if you wanna do that, that's perfectly fine. What I'm telling you is that a lot of the challenges that people face are simply solved if you spend money on learning a language. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way before until now. That's one of the reasons why I'm able to learn languages. I spend money on it. I, I, I solve a lot of my problems with money. I don't have an I don't have a, le a learning environment. I don't have friends, or I don't know how to make friends in the language and create that proper environment. Well, I'll pay tutors, right? I'll save up money for a year, right? I'll save it up and then I'll pay tutors, right? I save and then I pay them. Or if I uh, I can pay for my university programs, for example, I save up my money, right? I save up. I don't, I, so I live in my parents, my mom's house, right? I, I mean, it allows me to save a lot of money that I can save up and then I can pay for stuff that helps me learn the language because I have it, right? And so anyway, I forgot how we got on that topic, but let's wrap this up here. As one final reminder, I'm closing my registration. I'm closing the registration for my spring language program. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about it, send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, Facebook or Instagram is way best or email me. So at Polyglot Azarin is my username on Facebook and Instagram, P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z-R-E-N 
or simply go to azarinthelanguagenerd.com slash contact and you can email me from there if you prefer. Okay, everyone, I teach in 10 minutes, so I gotta let you go. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now.